When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Canada will have to rally to win gold at the Women's World Hockey Championship in Calgary. Four and a half minutes to go in the first period. The United States has a 2-0 lead. Alex Carpenter with both goals for the Americans. The second one coming on a power play. Her goal's at 9.55 and 12.35. So Canada down 2-0 trying to win gold for the first time since 2012. Orioles and Blue Jays, it's one nothing Toronto after three. No positive COVID tests for the Edmonton Elks today, but they do have COVID-related news. They have released offensive lineman Jacob Ruby for what they are calling violation of the club's uh, uh, violation of COVID protocols. Dave Naylor from TSN reported this afternoon that uh, Ruby repeatedly misrepresented to the team that he was vaccinated when the club uh, asked for proof of vaccination. He couldn't provide it. So Jacob Ruby released by the Elks, who will get back at it tomorrow and prepare for the Labor Day game on Monday against the Calgary Stampeders. We'll have more on that story later on when we speak with Blake Dermott. I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports from the Edmonton Oil Kings and now officially a member of the Arizona Coyotes. He signed his entry-level contract yesterday. It is forward Dylan Gunther checking in. Dylan, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for taking the time to join us here at Inside Sports. I know it's been busy for you lately. Tell me about putting that signature on the contract yesterday and signing the ELC with Arizona. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's obviously just the first step and still a lot of work has to be done, but I think that that does solidify, uh, you know, my hockey career and how far it's taken me. And if I were to look back on, uh, you know, five years, five years ago and, and, uh, you know, to think that I would be in this position, I never would have thought that. So I think that's a huge honor and, uh, you know, I couldn't be more proud and excited to be a part of the, officially a part of the organization. And are you with the Coyotes right now? I am, yeah. So what kind of things are happening for you right now? Yeah, so I just uh, came down a little earlier just to kind of get familiar with uh, a lot of the staff and some of the players and prospects in their pool. And so I came down Sunday and, uh, you know, we train and skate every day. And, uh, you know, similar to, I guess, to the program i was doing uh, at edmonton but it's just uh 20 degrees hotter here so uh yeah no the weather's super nice and uh just a beautiful place to be it's a dry heat dylan that's what they tell me about arizona right yeah i've heard that uh, a few times yes yeah exactly well I, i'm sorry i made you hear it one more time uh look <laughs> what what are you thinking here for the for the week's uh for the weeks ahead i mean i know you'd, you'd love to to crack uh the nhl roster um another option is that you wind up uh back with the oil kings who are likely going to have a very good team this season what are you thinking about the weeks ahead yeah i think uh you know it's exciting this is my first real uh training camp so uh you know i don't really know what to expect just because i haven't uh you know been a part of this but i think that it's a great learning experience for me and something that uh you know whether i play there or not i can use this uh you know, I'm here uh 
later on in my career. So, you know, I'm just going to go out there, play my game, and put my best foot forward and, you know, try to make the team. And if I don't, then uh, go back to Edmonton, take everything I've learned, and, uh, you know, go have a successful season with the Oil Kings. How long have you been – I know you mentioned you're, you're skating down there. How long have you been skating? Uh, just two days here. I came in Sunday, so uh, I'm kind of just getting my feet wet. But, uh, you know, it's been a great two days here. But but previously in the summer, had you been skating here in Edmonton? Yeah, I've, I've been skating throughout the whole summer and training. And, uh, you know, really, uh, I guess it doesn't stop. I think, uh, you know, you do get breaks here and there. But, uh, you know, it's something that's full-time and it has been for a long time, And which is, uh, yeah, I think that my hard work is kind of... Uh, I've had a lot of had some success here, and uh, that's a good achievement for me in getting my first contract. But still, a lot of work has to be done here. Dylan Gunther joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, standout last couple of years with your Edmonton Oil Kings, drafted ninth overall by the Arizona Coyotes, and now has an entry-level contract with the team. I mean, you referenced looking back. For, I, I think you used five years ago as the time frame that who would have thought you could be where you are now. Uh, you're only 18, so you're you're kind of referencing maybe when you were 13 years old. When did you start ser- seriously thinking about having a career as a pro hockey player? Yeah, I mean, it's just really a dream. It doesn't really cr- cross your mind a ton. And for me, I think growing up, I just always wanted to be the best and just continue to get better. You know, my competitive nature is kind of just... Uh, you know, push me forward and hustle and want me to, uh, you know, get the most out of myself every single season. And I've just continued to improve ever since I was young. And I think that that's really the key. I think you have to just continue to get better just because there's always other players out there and other people who are working, uh, you know, just as hard, if not harder than you are. So I think that always has to be in the back of your mind. And you can really never be uh, satisfied with where you're at at any time. Yeah. You mentioned working out. Uh, are you still, have you noticed any growth height-wise the last couple of years? I mean, there's eventually an age where, where you don't get any, any taller. Are, are you still growing uh, that way, or are you just more concerned about muscle and things like that now? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously muscle is kind of more in my control than my height, but I've definitely just continued to see uh, a little bit of growth over the past three years. It's subtle, but... Uh, you know, I have continued to, and I think that, uh, you know, I'll continue to keep growing and get taller, and that's, uh, yeah, I guess that sounds like not really in my control, but it's nice that uh, I've been able to get uh, probably a few inches out in the past two or three years. So when, you, when you're working out, and I know you probably do a lot of different exercises, then um, you're probably learning a lot. Has, has there ever been an exercise you, you've been given to by a trainer where you thought, okay, like, how is this actually going to help me as a hockey player? And then you start doing it, or then you get out on the ice in the late summer or the fall, and you think, oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's always different exercises that are implemented every year. And, uh, you know, my trainer at Edmonton is great, and he's always learning uh, new ways to just improve and improve his players and allow them to get the most out of them. And I think, uh, there's a lot of explosive movements and jumping that you can do off the ice that, you know, you really wouldn't think in the moment that it translates on an ice play, but, but it does and it's huge. And, uh, you know, I think just becoming more explosive is huge for me is, you know, keep, uh, you know, keep continuing for me to be a better skater. And that's something that I need to continue to work on. All right. 
Well, Dylan, we appreciate you checking in. Uh, it's been fun for me talking to you over the last couple of years. Uh, I, I, I will say this, your interview skills uh, were always pretty good, but you keep getting better and better every time we talk. So I think that will serve you well as you continue your hockey career too. I, I'm sure uh, regardless of where you wind up playing this year, we will have you on the show again. Uh, I, I would love to see you in the NHL, but selfishly, uh, I think a lot of people would love to see you back uh, helping the Oil Kings go for the Memorial yeah. Cup. So I think it, I think it's win-win for your fans. Yeah, no, I I think so too, and I think for me too. So uh, you know, I can't wait for the year ahead, and you know, thanks and uh, it's just a pleasure as always to be on the show. Right on. That's Dylan Gunther checking in tonight from Arizona where he's with the Coyotes, just signed his entry-level contract yesterday and uh, an exciting future ahead for for him. As I mentioned, just turned 18 in April, drafted ninth overall by the Coyotes at the draft. Uh, well, when was the draft? About five or six weeks ago. And uh, I mean, you look at the, the numbers, exceptional. In 1920, so the season was uh, shut down in March with the Oil Kings rolling along. And Gunther had 59 points in 58 games. And then this past season with the Oil Kings, he only played 12 of their 24 games because then he went, rep, went and played for Canada at the U18 Worlds in Texas. In the Western Hockey League season, he had 12 goals, 12 assists for 24 points in 12 games. Two points a game. Okay, yeah, smaller sample size, but still pretty amazing. And then he had a point a game with Team Canada at the U18s as well. So uh, an exciting player, should be uh, definitely a shooter and a sniper in the National Hockey League. And, and he asked him, I asked him about his size. I mean, he's listed as about 6'2", 175, and looking to bulk up a little bit on that as well. So an exciting young talent and, uh, you know, good chance I think he winds up here with the Oil Kings for this season. He's going to be fun to watch for sure. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 15 minutes after 6 or 6.15 if you use one of those fancy digital watches. My name is Reed Wilkins. You can get in touch on the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. It's 780-496-0063. We'll keep you updated on the Canada-USA game. And as we knew, this one was going to be much more difficult for, for both teams. I mean, Canada-United States and women's hockey, very unique rivalry, usually ex with just a couple of exceptions over the years, wind up playing for the gold medal at either Worlds or at the Olympics. And the United States gets the fast start tonight as they are up 2 nothing. So an unusual circumstance for Canada in this tournament to have to come from behind. Don't forget when these two teams played in the round robin, Canada got the lead and really dominated the game and went on to win, which is why they got the number one seed going into the quarterfinals. We have more hockey talk ahead with Ian Herbers and, uh, and Joaquin Gage. Quick timeout, Inside Sports on Chet. Yeah. All right, there is the reigning Hart Trophy winner in the National Hockey League. We're less than a month away from training camp. Uh, well, we'll, we'll have, what, played three preseason games already about a month from now. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight, Inside Sports on 6.30. Chet, we will have Blake Dermott on a little bit later on tonight to dive a little deeper into this uh, Edmonton Elks story and his thoughts on uh, what has happened with the Elks not playing a game last week. 13 positive COVID tests. Some of the comments made by uh, Chris Presson. You know, on a couple of Zoom availabilities in the last four days as uh, the Elks, another COVID-free day today, 
but offensive lineman Jacob Ruby released for violating COVID protocols. Dave Naylor from TSN reporting, and I also heard this from another source, that uh, Ruby had uh, said he was uh, had been misleading about his vaccination status, and then when he was asked to provide proof of that, was unable to, and uh, as a result, he's no longer with the team. Can also tell you along the same lines. Of course, one of the stories from from yesterday, and I talked about it a little bit on the show, and you heard you heard it on our newscast, was that the uh, mask mandate in the city of Edmonton is returning on Friday. So this means you will have to wear a mask in indoor when you, when indoors. Which, as as I said on, on the show last night, that would include Rogers Place. And at at the moment, I, I hadn't received any in, any qualifications to that. I, I was able to to uh, to get some more information today, and and the way it was explained to me. Now, again, this is not. Uh, official, but this is what was communicated to me. So I will speculate here a little bit. We still got to see exactly which road this will go down. The indoor mask mandate does not necessarily mean that fans will have to wear masks when they go to a Oilers or Oil Kings game at Rogers Place. The, The way it was explained to me that any business, and in this case, OEG would be the business and and their you know place of business where they welcome customers would be Rogers Place, that any business that has a vaccination policy, so you have to be fully vaccinated to go to a game, or you have to have a negative test, that show proof of a negative test within 48 hours prior to face-off. If you are a business that has those requirements in place, you can ask the city for an exemption to the mask mandate. Now, I, 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 it has not been communicated to me if OEG is going to 100% do this, but it's my understanding that OEG could do this if they wanted to, that they could go to the city and say, okay, look, we're asking, we, we have a rule that you have to be vaccinated to come to our game or you have to have a very recent negative COVID test. So do we also need masks on top of that? Now, again, we, OEG would have to do that and the city would then have to approve it. Neither of those things have happened yet, but it's, you know, again, to, to outline everything that is possible, it is within the realm of possibility that OEG could ask for the exception and be granted the exception because they have the vaccination and negative test requirement, uh, the vaccination policy and negative test requirement in place. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Uh, you know, I've, I've certainly uh, heard that with the, all the discussion and, and opinions out there uh, about everything that's going on. If, if you're in a place where everybody's vaccinated, do you, you know, do you also need to wear a mask? Uh, I, I realize some people probably, you know, would be on the other side of that argument. Again, I, I'm trying to avoid too much COVID debate on this show, but it overlaps with the world of sports. Now, I, I would think, as the Elks have said, and other places have said, look, there's no mask mandate in the province. There wasn't one for the first two Elks home games. They, they said, we recommend a mask, but there was no rule. So that's another possibility. OEG could ask for the uh, exemption, and the city could say, yeah, you have an exemption. But they could say, hey, you know what? If you want to wear a mask, if you're more comfortable in a mask, wear your mask. But if, if you're going to a large gathering where most of the people are vaccinated, like a hockey game or pretty much everybody would be vaccinated, then, you know, you wouldn't still have to wear a mask on top of that. So that's the latest there. 
Uh, I communicate to that because I assume if you're listening to a show like this, you, you probably have interest in the Oilers and you might attend a game or two along the way or maybe a season ticket holder. So I, I want to provide as much clarity as I can uh, about what could happen as this moves along. So just something to keep in mind uh, for sure. And of course, we'll keep you updated on this show and on Bob's show, Oilers Now. Excellent program from noon to two every day here on 630 Chet. You, uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you may remember, and Kellen Kennedy is actually, Kellen Kennedy would be the most loyal listener to the show because he has to listen to it as part of his job. Yeah, I don't have any choice. Do you remember when uh, Mooner was on last week and we started talking about bad hockey teams? Yes. He brought up that team, uh, a Victoria Cougars Western Hockey League team Mm -hmm. in the, uh, in the late eighties. 89-90, I think it was. That, that won only five games Mm -hmm. out of 72. We have tracked down two people from that team, and they're awesome. going to be on the show tomorrow. So we said let's we should do something on that team, see mm-hmm. what happened to some of these people, what it was like going through such a miserable season. So we're going to do that on the show tomorrow. Mm. We have we have followed through, and uh, that'll be uh, that'll be fun to have these two gentlemen on the show. So uh, you know, Mooner and I kind of just got into that conversation just off the cuff, not knowing where it was going to go. And then we said, we, we got to try and get further details on what happened in that season. So we'll have a couple of gentlemen who were on that team, five wins in 72 games. That's not a very good winning percentage. Okay, Canada still down 2 nothing to the United States. Women's World Hockey Championship gold medal game. The first period is now complete. We'll keep you updated on that one. Ian Herbers, Golden Bears hockey coach, when we get back. Inside Sports on Chet. <laughs> going on the power play three minutes into the second period it is a big one the united states leads the gold medal game two nothing at the women's world hockey championship thanks a lot for tuning in tonight blue jays up one nothing on the orioles that game is in the bottom of the fifth we'll have more elks chat with blake dermott in the next half hour of the show as uh, some covid related news for them today no more covid cases they are on track to return to practice tomorrow and play in calgary on monday for the labor day classic 12 30 countdown to kickoff here on 6 30 ched game's going to start at 2 30 so that uh, blake and i will discuss that story in more detail between 7 and 7 30 i am pleased to welcome back to the show the head coach of the university of alberta golden bears hockey team it is ian herbert checking in ian how are you doing sir uh great reed thank you seems like forever since we've talked well it's been far too long and unfortunately most of our conversations last year were about uh games not being played so i'm glad things are are going ahead for the bears here and i want to dive into that but first you uh you are one of uh i I can only think of three people now off the top of my head to play for the u of a golden bears and then play for the edmonton oilers uh there's you there's Corey Cross, and there's going to be Derek Ryan. Am, am, I, am I missing anybody? And I know you didn't coach Derek, um, but as a U of A alum, what's it, what's it like for you to see him uh, have a pretty good NHL career and now come back to Edmonton? Uh, it's fantastic. I only know Derek a little bit. We've talked a couple times. Uh, Stan Marple obviously knows him a lot better, but uh, from everything I've heard, just a great person, work ethic, attitude, 
just a, a bear, uh, just the way he behaves, the way he acts, his work ethic, and the way he approaches the game and the passion and the way he's gone about to get to the National Hockey League, the dedication and the perseverance to stick with it, and it's just great to see him doing so well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, ex- I, Am I missing anybody there? You and Corey for sure. Oh, Randy, Randy Gregg, of course. A, Randy Gregg. How could I forget Randy Gregg? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so there's been quite a few, and then you even look at um, – like medical and equipment and then even like for example for myself I was a coach with the Bears and went and helped coach with the Oilers so there's been that as well so uh, anywhere from the coaches to the staff to the players it's it's been a good connection between these two organizations. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I'm wearing a little egg on my face. Uh, I got a couple of buddies texting me about Randy Craig. Hey, so, hey well, live radio, sometimes I, I mess up. I didn't think you missed him. Yeah. What, what's that? I didn't think you missed him, but I, I maybe I was hearing wrong too, so. <laughs> I'll have to apologize to Randy because, of course, he, he was an oiler for a long time. Ian Herbert's joining us tonight inside sports. Okay, so what uh, what's going on with you guys? I mean, I, I've talked to Coach Morris uh, a couple times, and they've already had uh, an inter-squad game, and they got some exhibition games coming up. What's going up on uh, hockey-wise? Uh, we started camp on Monday or on the ice Monday. We had a team meeting Sunday. Uh, we've been on the ice twice here. I've gone with two small groups, uh, about three lines and five defensemen and two goalies in each of the groups and just starting to work on our systems. For us, we always start with the uh, entries, four check, ozone play, and we work our way back into the D zone. So we've had two very good days. Uh, very excited about the group of new recruits we brought in this year. They, they look very good. Uh, and then you look at the recruits we brought in the year before. So coming up in our first game, we'll have 15, 16 guys that haven't played a game for the Bears yet. Wow. Okay. That That is a, a large group. Uh, I, I've done seasons of Golden Bears hockey where the turnover has been less than five uh, so yeah, i mean it depends on the year it, it is university sports sometimes players graduate sometimes they they you know they might move on before they actually graduate a big part of the program at the u of a is not just the leadership from you and your coaching staff and from stan marple but the leadership of the players and what it means to be a golden bear passed on from one generation to the next are, are so, so do all these new players um, you know, does that concern you a little bit, or is that? But does that put more pressure on the veterans to set the proper example? How do you look at that? Well, all the guys that we brought in have been leaders in the Western Hockey League teams or their junior A programs, uh, so they have strong character, strong leadership skills right there. Uh, but we got a very strong group of leaders. I feel this year, led by Clayton Kurchenko, uh, Grayson Polinchuk, Matt Fontaine, just to say a couple. Um, that I'm very confident in, very good people, very good leaders, uh, very good teammates. So I'm not worried about it this year. Um, very, As I said, it's a good group. So it seems to be good the very first two days. The guys are excited to actually get in some game situations uh, September 10th. Uh, but it, it's been good. All right. So uh, yeah, exhibition coming out on September 10th. And, and the schedule's slightly different. You're playing a few games fewer than you usually would. Yeah, it's 20 regular season games, so Stan and I made sure we had a good competitive exhibition schedule since especially we didn't play last year. So starting September 10th, we play every Friday at home for the next five weeks. 
uh, with Red Deer, Mount Royal, Calgary, Grand McEwen, and then we finish with Saskatchewan here twice. Uh, we do home and away those other teams. Uh, so we'll get a chance to see everybody, get all those new players I was talking about, getting used to the way I coach, the way we do things as Bears, our systems are uh, integrating our, our older players with our younger players and getting that right mix and right balance on the ice every night. You know, Ian, I, I, I've asked you this sort of question before, and I talk to the players about it sometimes, but, but I do want to bring it up again because it's a huge commitment to play university sports. If you're playing for Golden Bears hockey, you're playing for one of Canada's most premier programs, I believe, at any level of sport. Uh, you, are, you are expected to be uh, a, a student and, and be an excellent student if you can. And... And I assume you want your athletes to still be uh, university students and be able to grab a pizza or, <laughs> or and, and have some friends uh, and, and a social life when they're not busy at, at school or, or at the rink. So I, I guess I'm just kind of to touch, asking you to touch on the time management aspect for your athletes and, and how good they have to be at that. Well, you're exactly right. Uh, we do have one of the longer schedules for university sports. Uh, plus, and we always throw in those exhibition games and then some games over the Christmas break as well. And hopefully we're at national finals. So it is long years. A lot of years we're playing around 48 games. Uh, and on top of all that that you said, we also expect our guys to be a big part of the community and be leaders in the community and doing things and helping out with children or, or different causes as well. So it's key for these guys, their time management and staying on top of their academic Academics. We we want all our players to be academic, all Canadians, uh, as well as uh, you know outstanding athletes on the ice. Um, have the, have the U of A experience, university experience. Get to know some of the other athletes. Get to know a lot of the other students, the professors, and everything, and all the university has to offer and the life there. So it's busy, it's hectic. Uh, plus, you got to throw in workouts and stuff like that as well. Um, so our guys, the time management and the commitment, getting the proper rest, nutrition, um, and hydration and everything else, looking after themselves is key. Because uh, once you slip or get behind that eight ball, that ball just starts rolling and rolling. It's that big snowball and avalanche, and it's tough to get control of again. So we, right from day one, and even during the summer, we start talking about making sure we're organized, we're playing, helping each other out, uh, making sure we have tutors, study halls, all the different things to help us be successful. Is Sunday usually an off day, an off day for your guys from hockey, or do sometimes you practice or do have a meeting on Sunday? Yeah, once well, you get into the usually season. an off day or travel day. We'll play the Friday, Saturdays, practice Monday to Thursday. Um, but now with the nine teams, we have a couple bye weeks thrown in uh, during the season as well. And so those will take the Saturday, Sunday off. And if it's a hectic schedule with midterms or finals or papers or heavier due, we'll take a day off during the week of our practice just to make sure or make it optional. So if our guys are bogged down in the academic side of things, they have a chance to get caught up and can take the day off of practice. Uh, a lot of our guys do a good job, though, and still squeak out a little bit of optional ice uh, and make sure they're improving their skills and getting better. Uh, you have the extra obstacle. I, I mean, the biggest obstacle is that everybody in the country wants to beat the Golden Bears year after year. You have the extra obstacle of, of COVID as an opponent this year. Um, I don't know if you can share anything yet or if there is anything to share. Is there any uh, vaccination policy or recommendation for Golden Bears and Pandas athletes this season? 
So all the group's been very committed on that front. Uh, coaches and all the players and staff have all been double vaccinated and are fully covered. Um, we know we're a group, we're a team, we're a family, and so we look after ourselves. The things we do away from the rink will affect the rest of the group, so we try and be as careful as possible. Uh, but the big thing is just making sure we're healthy, getting that rest, the food, the proper nutrition and everything else. Um, and then our workouts and staying active and physical, just that healthy lifestyle has been, uh, helps out a huge, huge amount. So um, on that front, and then just doing the smart things. We have hand sanitizer, uh, flow, flow sprays the dress room before and after practice. We got the sanitizer and cleaner and everything else. So we try and be precautious. Um, guys have their own water bottle so we're doing everything we can possible to make sure guys stay healthy and are able to play right on well uh, ian of course we're going to talk throughout the season and it's always fun having some of your players on the show as we move along as well glad to hear everybody's ready to go for the season thanks for checking in tonight you, i don't know if you and i talking is a good luck uh, charm canada scored twice to tie the game during our conversation you're probably trying to watch that as well thanks for coming on tonight uh, my, always my pleasure Reed. thank you that is Ian Herber is the head coach of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team. And, uh, yeah, while we were chatting, Brianne Jenner scores, and then uh, that was a power play goal, and then Jamie Lee Rattray with a nice deflection of a point shot. Two goals in less than three minutes for Canada. Twelve minutes left in the second period. It's now 2-2 in their showdown with the United States. We're back after the break. the old saying i believe it goes like this never meet your heroes because they're sure to disappoint you well that's not always true because i have got to meet and get to know joaquin gage and i am never disappointed by the former national hockey league goaltender who joins us now joaquin how are you doing buddy good buddy you had uh my old teammate on before i guess hey eh? mr herbers Herbers, uh, Herbers was just on, and I know, and I know you've been busy and just getting out of uh, some work, I think. But I said to Ian, he must be a good luck charm, because Canada <laughs> scored twice to tie the game while he was on. So now, hopefully, the United States does not score while you're on, Wucky. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks. That's what I need. Read more pressure, more <laughs> pressure. But uh, next, uh, next time, ask uh, Herbie. Uh, he, uh, I played with him in over in Europe too. So. Um, I had to bail that guy out more than once. That uh, yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough. I I managed to win the heart that year. I, I really ripped up the uh, the English league. But um, yeah, Herbie was. Uh, I had to cover up a lot of his mistakes. Was that the Scottish team you guys were were teammates on? The Air Scottish Eagles. Yeah, dominating in the pub and on the ice for that season. <laughs> no, okay. Now we we have this in uh, in, in Canada this sort of image of these very classic, you know, pubs in Scotland where the whole community goes and has the, 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 the haggis or the shepherd's pie and the pint and that turns into two or three and the whole town goes there and they're these very quaint, you know, brick or wood buildings. Like, is that pub life in Scotland? Is that what you found? Hey, oh, gosh, yeah. Now you're making me reminisce. I'm going to have to go get a couple tenants after this, Reed. Um <laughs> The, it's funny because Scots, there, there was, I played in Air Scotland, so it's quite a small town, but there's, there's tons of pubs 
and there's there's just as many butcher shops and the you always went to the same pub and you always went to the same butcher so i remember i had a i had a my pub was called burrowfield so i, I went there with the same eight guys almost every day i didn't go every day read don't i wasn't that bad but i was uh the same eight guys and it was just it took me two weeks to just understand if they were speaking English or not, because it was quite the thick Scottish accent. But uh, I remember because I went into one butcher place and I got to know these guys. And he kind of walked past me and gave me like a little shoulder and says, hey, you don't go to that guy. You go to the other guy. He was mad that I went to one butcher and not his across the street because that's where all his buddies go that, that went to the same pub. So they're, they're one and the same. <laughs> that's, well, that's amazing. You have not shared that with me before. Now, did were the people in this community... Uh, in awe of you guys being professional hockey players, or were they were they apathetic? What was your standing in the community? They they loved us. I mean, we were we were a cult following, but we had a a small arena, probably about five thousand. But you know, it's it, it's just like those football games where where they, there's a section that doesn't sit down and they and they sing the whole time, right? I remember their, our fighting song would come on in the third period. It would take like three minutes to sing that thing, so. <laughs> It was it was a lot of a lot of fun. We were we were loved in the in the uh, in the neighborhood. But I mean, you had with football with with Rangers and Celtic, like the the Scottish League. Those guys ran the place. But um, no, it was uh, we we definitely had a had a nice little following, and we did well too, right? So it always it always helps when you're a winning team. <laughs> Now, I've quickly uh, Googled Air Scotland, and it appears to be sort of is sort of southwest Scotland. I, I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, and right on the coast. What sort of weather did you get there? Well, I would, well, I grew up in Vancouver, but I would have to say for that year, it was a very mild winter by Vancouver standards. And because we were right on the beach, you could go and walk along the beach. We didn't. Usually we get pounded by rain, right? Or, or what they said they did, but it was it was quite sunny. It was it was really nice. We uh, I got to play some pretty outstanding golf courses too. I played uh, Royal Troon and, and Turnberry while I was over there. So two really famous. I didn't get over to uh, to the other side, but uh, but uh, no, those 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 were fun. The same was the bunkers. I just remember the the, the sand traps. Like you had to take stairs down into these sand traps, like two floors. And then there was this massive wall where you you basically hit your ball back 60, 60 yards to go forward again because there's no way you could come out of that bunker. Jeez, that's, you get a workout, you got to do stairs while you're golfing. Joaquin yeah, I Gage. didn't like that. <laughs> Joaquin Gage, uh, former Oilers goaltender. Uh, played several seasons in Europe as well, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, well, uh, we were we were texting this afternoon, and I said we should talk about the women's game. Uh, obviously, we're I, I mean I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, two huge goals for Canada too, Joaquin. And I'm curious to get your take on this. Uh, of course, you want to tie the game, but does does that change the, the the feeling when you tie it that quickly? Like two goals in less than three minutes, the U.S. lead is gone. Oh yeah, well. 
unfortunately, I have a lot of experience of allowing two quick goals, Reed. I think I have an NHL record at that. And it really seems to pump up the other team. <laughs> I know for a fact. But, uh, yeah, no, just um, I distinctly remember telling myself, just stop the next one and, and stop this bleeding, right, and, and get uh, get back to work. It's uh, It looks like the... Uh, from all accounts, the U.S. team seem to be back on their heels a little bit. I, you know, I I love these games because they they mean a lot. But just when these two powerhouses, I wish they would change the format a little bit to maybe a maybe a best of three or a best of five. I just I, I I'm in the belief that you don't you don't truly find out who the better team is in a, in a one game playoff. I know. I believe it or not, I was able to steal a couple games at times and. Um, and uh, but over the course of a seven-game series, there's probably no way that I could that our the team that I would be currently playing for would be able to beat that other team. And um, I mean, how great would be a you know maybe a best of five and game five for for all the marbles, Canada, U.S. or who maybe it's Finland, right there. I, I those Finnish women are are knocking at the doorstep, I think, to to dethrone one of these uh, one of these two powerhouses. So, but I, I just. I'm not a huge fan of the one game wins all. I understand it, but I I would I think I would I would much more enjoy a a kind of series with with these two squads going at it. Yeah, that that would be incredible. And I was talking about the tournament yesterday and look, the the other teams have improved over the last 20 years, but so have Canada and the United States. So it's hard for those teams to to make up ground for sure. Joaquin, you're 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 always very humble. You're too hard on yourself. Uh, looking back on your career, you won a lot more games in the NHL and professionally than anybody else listening tonight. So never forget that, buddy. And I look forward to the next time you're on the show. Thanks, buddy. We'll uh, we'll talk again soon. Hockey's right around the corner. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oilers coming back, NHL coming back, Western Hockey League coming back. Oil Kings ready to start their camp tomorrow. We just had Ian Herbers on the show. U Sports Hockey coming back. Yeah, it'll be. Uh uh, I'm not going to call it a normal winter, but it's uh, going to be a lot more familiar, I should say, with some of the sports that are going on. Canada with a lot of pressure. They're on another power play trying to take the lead here. It's now 2-2, Canada and the United States. That was Joaquin Gage. He's always a blast. Blake Dermott looking into the elk story after the news. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.